Good evening, and thank you uh, for joining us. Welcome to Freely Give. We're in the third installment of our um, book of Revelation, and we are going through the seven letters to the seven churches. And um, we are in Revelation chapter two, starting in verse 12, going through verse 29. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We pray, Lord, that you would lead us. And we pray, Lord, that you would teach us what you would have to know. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, I am reading from the New Living Translation. And if you would like a copy of tonight's lesson, you can email me at jeanniemchale.com, J-E-A-N-N-E-M-C-H-A-L-E at yahoo.com. Thank you. Okay, so I will read the scripture, and I'm starting in Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 12. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Pergamum. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refused to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. Repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven, and I will give to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering. And those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching. Deeper truths as they call them depths of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you, except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. 
to all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end. To them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father. And I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Okay, so tonight we have two two churches, two letters, and both of them are having a similar problem. So we will um, look at our introduction here. As we study these letters, it's another reminder that it's important to ask the Lord to speak to us personally and reveal anything that he may want to show us in our own hearts. Uh, the purpose of the study, of course, is to deepen our relationship with the Lord and draw near to him. So question one is, how does the Lord describe himself to this church in verse 12? So we're going back to the first church, the church in Pergamum. So he says, this is the message from the one with the sharp Two, with a sharp two-edged sword and that immediately um, for most of us should ring a bell and so I'm going to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of God is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And also, we know um, that Jesus himself is the Word. John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. So um, he is the word, the word made flesh. So our question number two, what is his word of commendation for this church in verse 13? So he does have a word of commendation. And we know that he always has a word of commendation because his desire is always restoration. Uh, so he has a word of commendation and he says, I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me. Even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. So they live in hard circumstances under persecution, and they have not denied his name. And J. Vernon McGee says this in his Through the Bible Commentary. The reason our Lord said that Satan's throne was in Pergamum was because of the heathen temples there. Of course, all this is in ruins today. There are markers and some re reconstruction going on there now, but in John's day, it was Satan's throne. So number three, what is his complaint against this church? 
In verse 14, I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching. So they are tolerating false and evil teachers who purposely lead people astray. Um, this is this is purposeful. This is being done on purpose. So um, Warren Wiersbe says this in his Bible commentary, despite their courageous stand against persecution, the believers in Pergamos were not faultless before the Lord. Satan had not been able to destroy them by coming as the roaring lion, but he was making inroads as the deceiving serpent. A group of compromising people had infiltrated the church fellowship, and Jesus Christ hated their doctrines and practices. And we do have to look out for that. Um, I do believe that at times... Um, the enemy is more successful with his attacks from within than he is with his attacks from without. And it's quite possible that it's because we don't expect it. Jesus did warn us that there would be tares among the wheat. But there are times when, even though we know that, our guard is down, Um Jesus said to the uh, religious leaders of the day, he called them sons of the wicked one, but they were leading the, the temple. They were the temple leaders. You wouldn't walk into the temple of the day and expect them expected to be led by sons of the wicked one. And there are times when our guard is down and the enemy sends one or more people in. And we have to be careful all the time. And one of the best defenses is knowing the word. Knowing the word and having that close relationship with the Lord. Listening to him. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Okay, number four, read verses 16 to 17. What is the remedy for this sin? He says, repent of your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So he's saying, repent. Don't listen to them. Do not sit under that teaching. Absolutely do not. Do what they say. Don't follow that teaching. Do not have anything to do with that. Get away. Do not do and do not have anything to do with that teaching. And uh, we do not want to sit under false teachers. We do not want to listen to false teachers. We do not want to be deceived by false teachers. And he gave a promise. 
um, for those who are victorious. He says, um, to everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. And I wanted to read something to you from Warren Wiersbe. Sorry, I cut it open. Um, as with the previous churches, the closing appeal is to the individual. He that hath an ear, to him that overcometh. God fed the Israelites with manna during their wilderness travels, and a pot of the manna was placed in the Ark of the Covenant. Instead of eating things sacrificed to idols, the believers in Pergamum needed to feast on God's holy food. The bread of life found in Jesus Christ through the word. The Ark of the Covenant was the throne of God. All in contrast to Satan's throne, which held authority in Pergamus. So what he's saying here is for the unbelievers, they bow to Satan's throne. For the believers, we bow to Jesus. So feed on the manna, feed on the word of God, and do not let the false teachers have their day, especially in the house of the Lord. Do not let the false teachers have their day. Okay, so we are going on to the next church in Thyatira. How does Jesus describe himself in this verse? He says, this is the message from the Son of God whose eyes are like flames of fire. And there is a little message here on this one as well. This is one of the first times that he has described himself in that way. And there's a note here from John Corson. It says, this is the only time in the entire book of Revelation that Jesus identifies himself as the Son of God rather than the Son of Man. He chooses this reference because fire and brass speak of judgment. And this is um, John Corson's application commentary. Okay. So... Um, yeah, because he says this message is from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet 
are like polished bronze. Okay. So he commends them, though, um, in verse 19. He says, I have seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. So he does give them a word of commendation as well. Because, of course, as we know, and I've, as I've mentioned quite a few times, restoration is his goal here. And in verse 20, um, uh, what are they allowing to happen in this church? And is it similar to the church in Pergamos? Um, I know all, uh, I'm sorry, but I have this complaint against you, starting in verse 20. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. And yes, that should sound familiar because we just read about this in the previous few verses. The church at Pergamum was allowing false teaching. And again, we have another church in Thyatira that was allowing that is allowing false teaching. And um, so it's the same thing. And in verse 22, he says, therefore I will throw her on a bed of suffering and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from their evil deeds. So this is not something that is to be taken lightly. And um, this is something that, we certainly can't take part in and we need to know the word. And if we um, feel like something's off, we need to um, pray about it and we need to look things up in our word, our Bible, and make sure that we are not following false teaching, but we certainly shouldn't do it knowingly. Okay. This is something that is going on willfully, knowingly. And this person is leading people astray knowingly. Okay. Um, and it says um, that um, he is going to strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intents of every person. So he's looking at the motivations here. and um, But like we talked about earlier, one of the best ways not to be led astray by false teachings is to know your word. Okay. And um, so verse 24 says, but I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teachings. They called it deeper truths. This is in parentheses. It just says deeper truths as they call them. Depths of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them 
like clay pots. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will also give them the morning star. Now we have great promises here from the Lord. We have wonderful promises, and we want to be overcomers. We want to please the Lord. We want to have a close walk with him, and um, we can. So we want to make sure that we ourselves are not, for one, misleading anybody, and that we are not being misled. So we want to um, do what the Lord says. And so I would like to close with this verse, 2 Timothy 2, um, 15. It says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So we need to study, study the word of God and pray and ask him for help and um, let the Lord do the rest. So thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with chapter three. And if you have any questions or you wanted a um, copy of that lesson, just email me, jeanniemckayle at yahoo.com. Have a blessed night and thank you so much.